have been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And of course, we're going to discuss the Obi-Wan finale that dropped today. Kenton, what, how early were you up to watch it? <laughs> I woke up early, so I watched it early. Uh, I don't remember, 6 a.m. or something? <laughs> how about you? Oh, I, I waited for a bit. I saw actually what, what got, re- reminded me. I, I, I'm ashamed to admit I forgot when I woke up. I just kind of went about my day. And, da, 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 made my coffee, watched Rhett and Link, kind of started, started looking at stuff. And I was flipping through TikTok. Maybe this is around like... 9 30 10 o'clock actually yeah. i can't remember and i saw your tiktok you often post a hilarious tiktok after the episode but my um, has nothing to do with it no well, i know it didn't right. i know now i know it didn't but yeah. like oh crap he's making a reference to something shut no. it down turn all social media off i gotta go watch obi-wan and that's when i went and watched it <laughs> so thank you for the reminder oh well sure but I, yeah and i try never to make a joke about something like for at least 24 hours but even longer than that usually you be uh, and um, there's so much that you could spoil in this episode, and if I and based on Twitter, I would have been spoiled had I not got up early. If I just would have looked at Twitter, I would have been spoiled. Stupid. So yeah, no, I although stupid, I, I yeah I I don't go through and mute everything like some people do, but even then, there's no there's no guarantee that you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to block it all. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a lot to cover here. How do you want to do this? Do you just start with overall thoughts and then kind of go through it like we usually do? Or sure. yeah, That sounds good to me. Go ahead. Okay, well, I mean, I loved it overall. I thought it was excellent. I'm very, very happy with how it ended. Uh, very well-structured episode. There's a lot of callbacks to other Star Wars, and, and I loved it. I loved how well it was paced. It just moved along super well. And it's only 51 minutes long. Like, they crammed so much into this. It feels like maybe they could have, like, spaced, again, well, I mean, this is just me wanting more content, right? If they could have spaced this out more, they could have spent more time with some stuff and done some more, but, of course, we don't, you know, we can only have so much Obi-Wan, I guess, is what they're trying to tell us. Um, we open up on Tatooine with Reva. Now, I really, unless you have something to say about this opening sequence with when she kind of, she's looking for Luke, I guess. I didn't even, wasn't even clear about that at the end of the last episode, what she was going to do with this information, but we, we find out right away. She's gone, gone to Tatooine, she's looking for Owen. That's what she says. Now, ultimately, she's looking for Luke, the boy. All she knows is that, is that it's the boy. Go ahead. You forgot to let me give my overall view. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so excited, Kevin. I like, before we get into, like, and by the way, the thing I have the least to say about is the opening scene of this. Good. <laughs> Good. Where not too much happens in the All opening right. scene. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that I, um, I loved it, too. And... Um, I think that a lot of people are going to pay a lot of attention to big, grand fight moments, but I thought the quiet little conclusion moments were some of the best Star Wars we had in just ages, and they were very careful about some things that really paid off very nicely. Like they're, they're, I, I've already seen people on Twitter who thought they saw something that they did not at all see, um, and because this episode was very careful about what characters could see and could not see and what they were told. And which, and characters, so, which characters were conscious and which characters were unconscious. Right. Of, <laughs> so. but even more than that, I think. I think I just like that. I like that caution. I like the fact that, um, that it's, it's, it leaves us wanting more. If we never get any more, uh, it's great. If we get more, it's great. <laughs> like it kind of left us in a very nice spot. But what it really does, it shows that they care about it. It shows that they care about the details like we do, right? So they're not just going to like run willy-nilly over all this stuff that we've, we've grown up with. They're going to actually think about it and find a way to craft a story that fits into what we already know and yeah. reinforces some of what we already know. Some ways, in some ways, bad. I have one kind of, not major, but I have one nitpick about that about a line in this uh in this episode but anyway sorry okay back to the most insignificant uh <laughs> let's get back uh, to the horror well, first scene 
No, here's, here's what I would say. I said, let's come back to Reva at the end because we bookend this with Reva, right? It's Reva at the beginning, Reva at the end. So we'll come back right. to her uh, uh, overall, not relevant until the end of the episode. Uh, we, we immediately run back. And yes, the answer to what about that Star Destroyer in orbit was answered right away when we go back into a chase. And this is, of course, a long-standing Star Wars tradition of the long, well, not the long chase necessarily. We saw that in The Last Jedi, but this is a chase just like we see at the very beginning of Star Wars. Uh, and very reminiscent of that, I thought. Yeah, it, it looks a lot like A New Hope. The Star Destroyer scenes are particularly great, I thought. Um, they really did bring back that original, the A New Hope vibe so nicely. And mm -hmm. it does make you want to watch that scene again to see, like, basically it's that scene with different ships from a new angle. Um, but they do, they, they do such a good job of making it look like that. And so, they give it... Yeah, yeah and, and and this one, this ship actually does a little more dodging, a little more weaving, a little more yeah. in, you know evasive action kind of thing. Um, but it does kind of reinforce this thing that that the Empire is just going to basically it is a faster ship. It can dodge, it can it can stay ahead of them. It is the same idea as in the Last Jedi, whereas the, the Empire is just going to wait them out. You know, the Empire is just going to sit there and wait. They're going to run out of fuel. They can't jump to light speed. My question is, why aren't they launching Tie Fighters? Yeah, they could have launched smaller ships. Uh... They're shooting at them. The shields only last a certain amount of time. Like it's kind, of, it's sort of the last Jedi type of setup. Um, and and instead of the last Jedi, where they go off to gamble, where we find out that they they're going to a gambling planet, right. where they instantly forget all about their friends. Right. Um, instead instead of that, start worrying uh, about we some have a, We have a real reason why somebody would leave their friends, which is because he knows that by leaving his friends he'll get uh, Vader to follow him, and it works. So it's it great. Does. It's yes. good. Yes, and, and just such reason. an amazing scene. And I honestly thought at the time we were going to see Leia for the last time. I wasn't sure we were going to come back to her um, with, with this goodbye. It's a great goodbye. It shows they yeah. really care about each other. That girl, again, is amazing. Um, I'm going to look up her name right now. I'm going to look yeah. up her name. You go ahead and talk about it. And I'm gonna uh, we up. need to see her again in another Star Wars quick before she grows up. Um, <laughs> I was, because I was actually thinking, I mean... She is she is Leia um, at the same time that we know a little baby Grogu has been rescued at this point in time. So there could be there could be some uh, crossover between baby Grogu and baby Leia. And don't think that the greatest minds at Lucasfilm haven't already thought about that. <laughs> okay, well, her name is Vivian Lyra Blair. Is it? It's got to be Lyra. Wasn't Lyra the name of? Lyra, maybe? Is it Lyra or Lyra? L-Y-R-A. But isn't that the name of the mother of in um, Rogue One? What's her name in Rogue One? I, I, I can take one, keep Jenner one name. So? Jin Erso, yes. Lyra. Yeah. Remember, he calls it Lyra. Anyway, huh? uh, this little girl. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, that's the that's her mother's name? <laughs> yes, sorry. Rogue that's one? a weird okay, thing. No. I have Vivian Blair. Her name is Vivian Lyra Blair. Uh, okay. She's 10 years old, and she is coming up in The Boogeyman. Oh. <laughs> uh -uh. Uh -oh. uh, which I'm going to go watch now that she's in it. But yeah, she's very, she hasn't done a whole lot. She's, of course, very young. Yeah. Um, but, um, oh, she's the girl in Bird Box. Who knew? She's the there girl in Bird Box. No way. Yep. Girl. Wow. She's just girl. Remember those kids didn't have names? All right. No, I, I barely, I was watching with a blindfold on while I drove my car. So how could I remember? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, great girl. Yes. Uh, well, so I'm sure, I'm sure we will see her very shortly. But, um. So yes, Obi Wan gets on his ship and 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 goes away. We have some great parting moments with him and um, oh, I mean we should know the name, but this guy. I'm sure we're gonna see him again as well. Odell Jackson Jr., who who plays this rebelling leader. He says, "I'm just getting started." So there's probably some hint of something to come there, um, whether that be in a comic book or whatever, but something else, right? Oh yeah, I mean there there's loose ends that definitely could be tied up. That we're fine we're fine with them not being tied up because they're kind of side characters. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we were okay with that not getting tied up. I think, um, by the way, Obi-Wan's shuttlecraft that he uses when he leaves that ship looks like, I'm going to have to go back go look at it, look, go look at both again, but the Millennium Falcon toy for these three and a half inch figures or whatever has got an escape pod, and it looks like that. <laughs> it looks like the <laughs> ship that we saw. So, I mean, like, I've got my Millennium Falcon all assembled, and I have to, like, get up on a stool to open the hatch and pull it up. 
<laughs> etc. But I think it, the design it reminded me of that design. I can't say well, at this point whether it's the same design or not. Well, certainly, but they certainly would would go back to something like that and and you, to use as an inspiration for designs in the series, right? So yeah. all that stuff. It's about around the same era of like building, like the same year. Maybe you could say like they're like cars. It's the same year model or whatever. Um, so Obi Wan, yes, Obi Wan. Obi Wan leaves Vader away uh, to just some random planet, the closest planet. <laughs> just gonna go over here and wait for him so they can have their showdown. Basically, that's all he wants to do. At first, I thought it was Mustafar, but it was not Mustafar. Um, I kept thinking, is this what is it? Is it Endor? Like what is it? Where are we? Uh, is it Dagobah? Like I kept going. I kept. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the time watching this episode, I was thinking things like that that turned out to just be nothing. Just in the excitement of watching the episode, um, mm -hmm. that was one of the things that crossed my mind for sure. Is like, what planet is this? But I don't, we don't, the, the planet doesn't have a name as far as I know. And, uh, hey, we'll find out later today, probably Lucasfilm will tell us what planet that is. Or something. We'll right. find out, but we have, right. I don't think we know what it is right now. We're got, we're, whatever planet it was, it was a great setting for lightsaber battle because the lightsaber battle that came was incredible. Oh, yeah. uh, but we didn't get there quite yet. They kind of built up to it again. The pacing was really good with this and the way they kind of cut away and came back to it. The whole purpose, I guess, of the Reva thing was to give us something else to, someone else to go to while we were building up to that rather than just show it to us all at once. Um, so we cut back to, to Tatooine. And this is where I like this. Actually, I really like these scenes with Owen and Baru and showing yeah. them like, yeah, okay, here it is. We got to get ready. We knew, and Baru, she just is such a badass. She's like, okay, we knew this day was here. We got to get ready. We we're gonna get. We we're gonna protect him, right? And 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 they do. Like he's, she's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a good scene, and it explains a lot. You know, be, uh, before this, we just thought Obi Wan was sitting watching him with binoculars and. Or was in the neighborhood, and, and he, he was the only one doing right. anything, right? That's it. They're yeah. just raising him. They're not there to protect him. They're just there to raise him, no. right? No, that was good. It was a good scene, and it said a lot about uh, what happens at the end of the episode. So it's, I'm glad they had it. I never thought mm -hmm. we were going to get a um, an Uncle Owen and Peru um, fight scene against Riva. <laughs> Oh, and I guess we should also. But not, mention... only, not only that, but even just to lead it to that when they're like arguing about it, and she just takes over. Like I yeah. just love that he's like, we have to do. This. She's like, no, we're gonna stay, we're gonna fight, and he, like she's right, she's absolutely right. Yeah, go ahead. But also, Riva is in bad shape. She is, which, yeah, she's struggling. Is, she's been stabbed yeah. in the gut. Whatever's. Going and I'm on. glad. I'm glad they. Did. I was worried that she was gonna just like, be right back to normal in uh, this episode, and I think the fact that she was not was good because. She should have been like badly wounded, and she appeared to be. She she appeared to be sick in that opening scene and everything else. So which gave um, a more realistic chance to Owen and Baru. It didn't seem like they had uh, stacked the deck in terms of like suddenly Uncle Owen has superpowers or force powers or something. Though I guess I suppose they could have surprised us and shown Uncle Owen <laughs> force powers, but that would have been too much, right? So, exactly. So I I think the way they did it was was right. Yeah. Um, and I want to say the um, so can then we come back to the battle and they're, they're having some good discussion here. I think this is a great like this whole back and forth with them. One of the great saber battles from Star Wars. Right. Like up there with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And and, and even um, my one of my favorites is from The Phantom Menace. I think those are great ones. But this is also I would say top five for sure. So good. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh it's the heart of the show, the thing that we couldn't wait to see when uh, Kathy Kennedy said we're going to get the rematch of the century. This is what she was talking about. And it really is. It's it's great. It's great that we don't have lots of stormtroopers standing around or it's just the two of them. And it's a planet we weren't expecting. I thought it was going to be Mustafar for sure. <laughs> When I saw in that art and the art they released. That's well, they just changed. I mean, they probably just kept this, the the uh, pose. They just changed out the background. I said, "We'll still do that same fight. We'll just won't do it." And because we've already had it on Mustafar, right? We've already had it on Lava stuff. So you know that's already been done. So they're showing us something new. And there was lots of big rocky outcroppings and things that could throw at each other, and lots of force. And Obi Wan really does get his groove back in this fight. Yeah, and he he gets his stance back. The great yes. stance. Yes. So that, that was, was cool, too. Of, that was a great yeah. moment. Yes. That was like, OK, a fan service moment. But boy, it really works. There's a few fan service yes. moments, more than a few in this. <laughs> but um, but uh, it all felt right for this episode. And that it felt right. I'm glad they waited to give us this stuff because then the payoff was just so exciting and so mm -hmm. satisfying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So starting with the stance, 
There, that's when you can tell how's this. Which way is this fight gonna go? You can tell. Well, you can, but then at the same time, we have that part in the middle where like he buries them. Vader buries them in rock. And, you know, and this is like, I don't know if this is a problem with just Vader showing how impatient he is or how, like, overconfident he is. Because he does the same thing with Riva. He just walks away without making sure she's dead. He does the same thing here. He just walk. he buries v, uh, Obi-Wan in rock, assumes he's dead, and just walks away. And, of course, Obi-Wan's not dead. He's, like, holding up the rock with the force, I guess is what we're supposed yeah. to believe, right? So it's like this ongoing thing. And and we learn that, and this is just a really great, uh, meaningful scene, that he really, it's the it's the thought of Leia. It's the love he has for Leia that gives him the strength to push that that to use the the Force. And so well, that kind of really he thinks that... of Luke too, though. He Luke thinks too, of yes, both you're right. He does yeah. like the both of them. You're right, correct. So it's the kids. It's protecting the kids and yep. and um, for the kids. That's why he does it. That's why he throws <laughs> the rocks out. And that really, to me, solidifies this connection they're making between um, light a uh, uh, light being positive, happy emotions, dark being negative emotions Darth Vader this whole time has been all about the anger the fear the terror horrible things and Obi-Wan has struggled he's he's been mostly fear this whole time right fear and, and no confidence and and that kind of stuff but now he's finding love he loves he does it because he loves these kids he loves these love and he needs to help them so that's what gives him the strength and that's that's how he finds the light side of the force and I don't think it's ever been so explicitly stated like that or, or shown to be that case no I mean they the what makes the force work in Star Wars is um, not getting, not explaining it so much and more like, remember midi glorians, nobody yep. liked that Oop. and too much of an explanation and this kind of more, you can read a few things into it when you, when you look at it probably. Um, but it, but it's better, the, uh, the better you don't explain it, the better it works <laughs> as a plot <laughs> if you need it, if you need it to, as a plot device, that's when you're in trouble. Like yeah. when, when you kind of go, well, how, how come this or that? Oh, the force. You know, like that that's when it starts to get a little sketchy. Right. But in right, this right. but in this, it's like, yeah, you you use it in battle and, they, and both of them do. Yeah. In different so comes, ways. Comes back, great, great comeback, great return, and really just starts wailing away on Darth Vader. And and um I saw the one thing I wrote down here, wheezing, the wheezing sound effect brought me right back to like Return of the Jedi when he's like <gasps> Was that we use the same exact same sound effect? I know it is um, from and, and so Obi Wan really starts doing some damage here, cutting away at his instrument panel. Um, there's a slash across his back, and if you saw that in a wide yeah. shot, uh, what else? And how about the just the lifting the rocks? Where oh you yeah! Get that shot. Oh wow! That's yeah. a great shot. That's one of the biggest money shots in the episode, <laughs> where that people are going to be memeing that and talking about that forever. Yeah. That's a great show. That was just Obi-Wan going like, here, here it comes. Like, get and ready. Just, and I'm just gonna... barrage, like the yeah. barrage of rocks. Like, and never, it just goes on and on. It's crazy. He throws Vader a couple times. Well, once for sure against that. Was it a tree or a, a rock? I can't remember Cliff now. face or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Throws him against that. Um, and then, of course, and and just just once again, a great, and it, shaky cam, like handheld camera almost style footage, which is which really works. The background really works. The glowing lightsabers really work. And, and oh, the way they reflected on their faces yeah. during that conversation. Oh. oh, so good. Ewan McGregor's got a great face uh, for the lightsaber uh, light. And, so, and of course, the Darth Vader helmet. I yeah. mean, that, well, that looks great. Um, but then we get our money shot where crack across, right, right on the cranium, right across the front <laughs> of the helmet. Yeah. Uh, and we see half Vader, uh, half Hayden Christensen, half Anakin. Yeah, and, and that is and disturbing. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, but they also combine the voices, which I really liked. So yeah. you can hear both. You can hear Hayden Christensen's voice in there, and James Earl Jones. I'm sure they have them both voice it together and combine them. But it's so good because there's even one. There's one line where he says, "It sounds like Hayden Christensen." Then it goes, "Obi Wan," like super deep. Like yeah. it just like it, middle of sentence it changes. It's not just like it's together. They like modulated it around, and um and yeah, that whole sequence we we just learned that he's like. Anakin is dead. I'm what's left. And I killed Anakin and all these things that he's saying. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, he is a you monster. Didn't, yeah, is... You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I killed him. I think that's the big, the big yeah. line. And that's like, oh, and yeah, the hybrid voice. And, and really they show Obi-Wan. And I guess, you know, it's Obi-Wan's compassion that gives him his power. And, and he, he still, 
Um, he yeah, and he says Luke's line. He, uh, Luke uh, in Return of the Jedi says, "Then my father's really dead." And um, and Obi Wan in the episode says, "Then I guess my friend is really dead." Yeah. Um, so they it's the same line delivered, uh, um, you know, with one different word, but um, it's it shows like I think the key takeaway. Why does this show exist why does this fight exist it's because obi-wan has compassion where vader does not and when obi-wan just kind of walks away vader looks pathetic he looks pitiable he's 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 weak and but once again probably obi-wan should have killed him probably <laughs> but, well, he would, but he does he it, but he, because he has compassion right and he has the lightsaber of the force that's why he didn't kill him the yeah. first time right that's why he walked away the first time he couldn't he couldn't do it he couldn't actually like strike him down and kill him he left him to die that's why that happened anyway yes the, the, my only issue with this scene is the goodbye darth uh oh, i didn't good. like that you like that you know why that's good it mirrors um only a master of evil Darth. i know but the, yeah but you don't have to do that they oh, can just good. okay i didn't like it but you know I, what I, for 30 years or long, actually longer we've heard people say he calls him by the wrong name Right, he did it again. He did it again here. No, no, no. <laughs> this this makes it the right name. Okay. So we never have to hear that again. Oh. This is, a, this is an intentional Darth. I so know it is. Not, everybody's like, that was a mistake back when they shot the original film. I can't take it anyway. Because uh, it was. Know, it wasn't a mistake. Oh, but we don't have to explain all of these. Fan. We don't have to explain all these lines. Oh, Nothing every generation of fan has to point that out. And it's brutal. No more. That's what I'm saying. If they hadn't done it, nobody would have thought about it. If they hadn't said this, now everybody's thinking about it. And everybody's going to be talking about it. Um, but I, I would like say it. that. I like it. Like we don't it. have, we don't have, okay, well, that's fair. Uh, well, I, we don't have any, <laughs> we don't explain anything. Yeah, let's not come back to it. Um, we don't ever hear anything about, like, the line in Return of the Jedi where he's, uh, where Leia says, my mother. She talks talking about how she remembers her mother. They have not addressed any of that stuff. They don't have to, as far as I'm concerned. Who cares about what the lines were in the movies that are 40 years old? Built from here, right? So, I just don't think it was necessary um, because the the his name is Vader. Like Darth is a title, we all know that, right? And and he knew that because he had Darth Maul. He had to deal with the Darth and but Darth Sidious. He had two Darths. If his name is Commander Vader and he goes, okay, Commander, sarcastically, it's the same thing. Oh, is that what you're saying? He's saying, yeah, yeah. goodbye, yeah. Darth. Well, yeah. you, you should put a little more into it then. Goodbye, <laughs> Come on, Darth. Ewan. Goodbye, goodbye, Darth. Darth. Or whatever your stupid title is. Like that's that's what he's. Oh, okay. That's, oh, maybe. That's what I think it is. And even, I think it's sort of thrown us, uh, thrown out that way. And I think also in A New Hope, that's the idea, too. Oh, uh, no. And I think it's the idea. In A New Hope, they were never sure what his first and last name was. They didn't know what Darth Vader meant. <laughs> they were shooting well, I think George Certainly, Lucas Alec did. Guinness did not know. <laughs> no, Alec Guinness did not know. But I think uh, I think George Lucas did. Probably. And George Lucas famously doesn't care how actors read lines. <laughs> read the line. You, you say the line, and I will say, okay. And and it doesn't really matter. And, we'll and look what he did with it. Yeah. Look what he did with it. Like yeah, George, like, right. like give him, uh, just beautiful. I mean, I can't can't argue with that, right? Okay. So how did you feel then about? So we have that that callback. Then we have a callback to something that everybody hated in the prequels and Revenge of the Sith. But I didn't mind because I always say it's Frankenstein when he moans. It goes, no, we got him this time going Obi Wan. He screams. And I found it haunting and chilling. I, I what, but what did you think about that scene? Too much. I, I, I didn't recognize it for the same shot. I didn't. I didn't see that as the that callback to that. I guess so I didn't think of that. Um, no, I didn't think it was haunting. And I mean, it was it was haunting and chilling because it was the, the the in the moment of that it was haunting and chilling. I was also wondering, like, part of me in the back of my head is going, why doesn't he just kill him? Like, I'm just thinking, come on, Obi Wan, just kill him, just do it. But you know, he can't. We know he can't. He's they're they're all and this is great storytelling because they're very very constricted here. They can only do do so much, and we know the outcome. So it's very hard to to make this compelling when we know the outcome. But they did it. They did a great job with it. I think. Yeah, I think, uh, and at first, of course, I thought the same thing. You, you should just kill him. You, you put, like, imagine the damage that this guy is going to do across the galaxy. But then yeah, the other For another 10 years. Is, He's got another 10 years or eight years or whatever it is until A New Hope, right? But if you're the Jedi who shows no compassion and shows no mercy, then you take Darth Vader's place. I think, mm -hmm. that's, I think that's the other side of the coin. Whereas, like, I don't, 
like uh, you don't want an evil Obi-Wan Kenobi running around, an Obi-Wan Kenobi without mercy running around because, right, right. because then you just have another Darth Vader. So there is a good reason to leave him behind. Um, and, and the writers asking themselves, what is that reason? And the reason is because Jedi show compassion exactly. or at least Obi-Wan does. And so I think... And Vader's done, by the way. Vader is... There's no question about it. People might be saying, oh, why doesn't Vader get up? He's fine. He can get up. He can have a conversation. No, he's done. He, once his mask comes off, he's got to get to, like, a back-to-tank <laughs> stat, right? He cannot have his face open to the air for too long, I don't think. So that's uh, that's very realistic, I think, as far as that character is concerned. And very... Um, that's a, that scene reminded me... The first time I saw Hayden uh, laying on the ground screaming in Revenge of the Sith, I remember just going like, oh, like getting a sick feeling in my stomach, like, oh, this is so, oh, being burned that way, and you're like, and he's so gross laying on the side of Mustafar, and I got the same feeling watching this, where you see his face is just so horrible, and you hear it, the blend of Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones, and you're just, wow, he is, you understand why uh, Obi-Wan writes him off. You get it. You get it. Yep. Like yep. Luke still thinks thinks there's good in him, and Obi Wan says no way. And, no, and, he's it, done. and it, yeah, and it makes perfect sense when you see this scene. Absolutely. And of course, uh, Obi Wan's got other things to worry about because as soon as he gets back in the ship, he feels that Luke's in trouble and starts to rush off. Now, I think I think it's a bit of a false attempt to, to create suspense in something I never felt suspense in because we'll come back coming back to Reva at the end of this I never felt like she was a threat I didn't know what she was doing I didn't know what her intentions were throughout this whole thing she seems to be killing Luke why would she want to kill Luke to take Vader's place I, I think at some point there's a line in here where I thought she said something uh, uh, and and forgive me if I'm wrong, but in the first time watching it through, I missed a couple. I I definitely missed some lines because I was going oh ooh ee ah ooh. And, uh, and the first time. What was watched, that again? How are you going again? Ooh ee. <laughs> ooh, ha, ha. The first time I watch anything, I can't. I miss lines, and so. But I thought she had a line about. Oh, I'm pretty sure she had a line about taking his place or something. Uh, and it might be when she sees Luke. It might be when she sees him passed out. It might be. No, she says, I couldn't do it. I failed them. Oh, and she failed? Well, he she killed. Kill he killed them all, and I couldn't do it. He, She failed them. She failed the other Padawans. She couldn't fight him back? She couldn't kill him? I guess, I guess she couldn't do it. I don't know. I still don't understand. Like, she was obviously, she's still trying to kill. She's trying to get back at Darth Vader. She wanted Luke so she could get back at Vader. Right? But Vader doesn't even know he exists. Well, I mean... When she shows up at the Lars homestead, she she is going to take Luke, kill Luke, and then she has a change of heart when she sees herself in him. Mm -hmm. But but you're right, we don't really. Uh, maybe on second watch there might be something. As I say, uh, something. To, I thought there's some line. But I might be wrong. I'll, I'll try to scroll back there in a second. But yeah. but what I want to what I would say about this is that um. Oh no! Now I lost it. Oh yeah, where was uh, where was uh, what's his name? It was supposed to be here. Where was Bale throughout all this? Bale was supposed to head back there. He should have been there already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was heading I, back that way. I really thought he was gonna show up. But you know what? Then it occurred to me. Well, they need they he changed his mind, but they really needed him to say Tatooine on that. <laughs> That's right. All, but all she got was boy Tatooine, yeah. and that's it. And, and yeah. Owen, and then that's all she had to go with. Right. Um, okay, so I'm just coming up to the scene here. So I'm going to watch this and see what the lines are. I have it on mute, but the subtitles are on. So, right. um, but yeah, overall, I didn't think that she was ever like a huge threat. I think again, it was just something to distract from the other stuff happening. So ultimately, I'm not thrilled with how her storyline is wrapped up because we don't really have any kind of closure on her. Um, is she going to continue to try and kill Darth Vader? Probably, I guess. Where that's that's character's gonna go she's gonna try and come back from the dark side she gasps okay this is what happens she gasps she sees herself she sees flashbacks to anakin it's really well done cut together there's luke yeah. unconscious luke doesn't remember any of this by the way for him it's just a day of running away from sad people well we talked about the caution that they used in this episode and no time does he see the lightsaber exactly no yes. he that's never right. sees it and that's very important for a new hope that he because he says well, he doesn't know what it is, right? No, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. 
she stops and grits her teeth and that's it. And then the next time we see her, it's afterwards. She's like, I couldn't do it. So somehow she was thought killing Luke would hurt Darth Vader. And she's upset because she couldn't kill Luke. She couldn't go through with it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think she's the closest thing we've had in Star Wars to not being, to not to being somewhere between a Jedi and a Sith. And she even she's confused about it. I think that's the True. character. That's the character's story. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she feels guilt and all kinds of stuff. And she's not to mention she's in agony. She's in pain. Um, and she, and I think she has to make sense of it. I think that's I think that's where we kind of leave her. Now, is, does she ever kill in this series at all? Do we see her actually kill people or is it ever just like hurting people? Well, she she sticks her lightsaber through the Grand Inquisitor. Well, other than that guy, other than the bad guys. She, um, let me think for a second. Because I think that if she hasn't, then she, like, I, I, you have to imagine she's done some horrible things to prove to Vader that she was on the dark side, right? So she yeah. hasn't graced the dark side in order to prove to him that she, because he can feel the dark side. Yeah. But I'm just like, we're not sure how far she's had to go. I assume she's had to kill people. We have to assume that, right? To prove herself. So well, I just wonder, I just can't remember if she did it in the series or not. I, I just remember at the very beginning, I was convinced she was like fully on the dark side. And now it's like, oh, okay. Well, we have Jedi locked in Amber at the headquarters, <laughs> which would imply that, and whether they're dead or alive, we don't oh, know. Man. No, the well, apparently least, they're alive. Or, at the know, very least, she captured a Jedi at the very least. Right. Um, and maybe killed them too. But yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't know enough backstory to be able to put it all together. And then we kind of get into like what is just it, it almost made me feel like the Return of the King was like ending after ending. They had to kind of wrap up all these things, but yeah. it was awesome. Each one was like better than the last, hey? Yeah, and we know we know that this is what has to happen. There's still some stuff that needs to uh, that needs well, to be to... resolved. So yeah, so we have first we have Vader and the Emperor back on Mustafar. Um, Vader gets a call from his boss, yeah. and he is ready to go after. He's like, "We will destroy everything in our path. We will find him." And then uh, the Emperor's like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> Let's just back I, off a bit here. I like that Ian McDermott said, don't get your hopes up about seeing me <laughs> in the thing. So he's the first lying actor who we see uh, show up. And, and it, it's a Well, I mean, I think what he meant was like, he's only in this for two minutes and that's it. I mean, that's all he got. <laughs> no, I, he was more like, you're not, you don't, you won't see me at all. It was more oh, okay, okay. But uh, I thought it was great. It's always great to see him. And uh, it's great to see him in this. It's exciting. And at first, when uh, Vader had the hologram on, I wouldn't let myself believe that it was the Emperor until we got the shot. Because sometimes, <laughs> every once in a while, you get one of those where you think it, you know what you what it is, and then it isn't. Okay, so here's what where I come up with my theory about this whole thing. I think is just kind of a um, it's a uh, analogy or whatever you call it for mental health, for for taking care of your your mind and coming to terms with things that have happened in your past. The whole point of the series is about Obi Wan coming to terms with what he did, and he does that in this episode. He figures out, oh, oh my God, it wasn't my fault. It was Anakin. It was always Anakin, you know. And he's come, and his friend is dead, and he can move on. He's able to move on, and he comes to the end. And we'll come to that. I don't want to talk about that thing at the end. I will come to that in a second. But for Vader, in this conversation, the Emperor says to him, nope, slow your old buddy. We don't need to, if you can't, like, deal with this stuff and, and keep your, he basically doesn't want to, like, him to, to throw all these resources after whatever is happening, right? He's like, no, nope, we're just going to relax. And Vader says, okay, he means nothing to me. And Vader is shutting that out, which is what you're not supposed to do when, when dealing with trauma and other things in your in your life. So Vader is shutting it out. He's not going to deal with this until Return of the Jedi. <laughs> And whereas Obi-Wan has now kind of come full circle, which leads us into, well, we don't get there yet, which leads into the final scene. But um, but then we, first of all, we go back to Leia and see her getting ready. And that was a great little kind of callback to that original introduction of her. Yeah. Uh, and once again, that's she's a great little actor. Oh. And, uh, oh, she gets the holster, of course. She gets right. the Padme's. I didn't know what that was at first. And it wasn't so iconic that I think everybody will recognize. Sorry, that's Padme's holster? I believe that's what it is. Oh, I thought it was what's her name's holster, the the woman that was with them. I I'm confused about that then. Oh, maybe I'm hey, maybe I'm the confused one. I'm not sure. Did she say but um that was a little unclear anyway, but um it looked good on her. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't give her a gun because she's only ten, right? That they was the line. That was a good line. Do they say anything about it? 
I'll go uh, back to it. When he talks to her, when Obi-Wan talks to her before saying goodbye. I don't know. I think there's some re- some reference. Well, there's definitely. Yeah, of course, because he gives it to her, right? He says, yeah, yeah. But... Roken found it before we got out. Who's Roken? She would have wanted you to have oh, it. This is for the. This is for his oh, no, friend right. who just died. It's not Padme. Yeah, you're no. right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I. As I say, it's not iconic enough. For well, that's, and my question was, is this like Leia getting her holster? Is like Han getting his blaster and solo? Because that was kind of lame too. They tried to make that a bigger deal than it was. Uh, no, getting the dice was became like. Oh, the, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that became far more. It used to just be an in joke. Right, right, right. That he had a pair of dice hanging. Yeah. From the thing for luck, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I I think the holster. I mean, it just. Um, I guess Leia got to see someone in action, got a um, female role model. Uh, right, and and yeah, and that and represented, but just it's something that belongs to this person she cared about, who's no longer around, right? Something she right. remember her by. But then it becomes a symbol for her, like as she's getting dressed, she dresses her own way, she does it herself. She doesn't have any helpers or anything like that, like we saw at the beginning. And it's very simple, and she wears this holster, and her mom's like, "What's that?" And she's like. Something I want to wear. Okay, fine. It's like when your kid, honestly, you let your kids dress how they want. That's I've learned that. I've learned that the hard way. You let them ah. dress how they want. Okay? I learned it the hard way. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna give them a blaster, but I would let my kids wear a holster, no problem. <laughs> it's probably a bad idea to wear a holster uh, around town. Probably. <laughs> probably yes, <laughs> in our environment. Yes. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so then we get a nice little scene, a nice little closure scene between her and Obi Wan, which I didn't think we were gonna get. So Obi Wan comes back, and we get a little. And again, you're right. You're they're they're, they're tiptoeing around these lines that are in A New Hope, and they and this is actually I like that they actually acknowledge it here, kind yeah. of, that you know we have to be careful when talking about each other. So basically, he's telling her, don't just say, hey Ben, buddy, remember when we got together and all that stuff. She that's why in the original communication she says. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, because it's she can't let anybody know what happened here, right? Right, General Kenobi, years ago, yes. blah blah blah, like right. Very formal because that is what the communication would sound like from somebody who would not know who he was. But yeah. then you're right. Later on in the movie, when she says Ben Kenobi, where she's yeah. excited. So that's a nice little bit of maneuvering, I think. Yeah, uh, this and the scene just plays well. Oh, yeah. and we should also mention in the last two scenes. So we finally, in the Vader scene, get dun, 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 dun. So we get, we got it. And then we get the Leia theme uh, right. again. And that's like, oh, oh. And that theme, um, that's, you know, one of the most iconic Star Wars themes that John Williams ever wrote. So hearing it again, uh, that's going to pull at the heartstrings for Are sure. Are they releasing the music for this the same way they did for Book of Boba Fett? Oh. I never even thought of that problem. They must be. They must. They be. must be because I noticed yeah. during the chasing at the beginning there was like remnants of like the um, the asteroid chase from Empire yeah. Strikes Back. There's parts of like like throughout this whole episode the music was excellent. So yeah. I'm gonna look that up when I when we're done here. Um, so yeah. So then she says he's goodbye to Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Oh, then Obi Wan cleans out his cave. He's moving on. He's done with the sad cave. I call it the sad cave. <laughs> Because he's just like, this is where his sad, he's not going to go back to the meatpacking plant. He's saying goodbye to his life here. Uh, but then he has to stop by one more time, stop by the farm. And then again, a very nice little moment oh. here. What they don't show us is very nice. What they don't yeah. show us. Way yes. to go. Thanks for not showing us that. Because I think they show us just the right amount. Um, and it tugs at the heartstrings when he says, do you, do you want to meet him? And so he walks up to Luke. We, he, we get him saying hello there. Which Hello, is there. Else. Hello there. Hello there. Another back. Yeah. We've been waiting for that. And now when you see Luke in A New Hope playing with the Skyhopper toy, uh, sitting there talking to R2-D2 and C-3PO, it, it takes on greater meaning. Yeah. And uh, we don't get the conversation between Obi-Wan and Luke. And I don't think we should have got it. I think that's the exact right choice. The show wasn't about Luke. Luke was in it a little bit, but it um, we does he? I don't think... Does he have a line? I don't know if he even has a line, does he? I don't even know what he says. I don't even know if he has a single line in the thing. He does not. He just kind of smiles no. and, and looks at him. Um, yeah, you're right. And, and it's honestly, it's about Obi-Wan, and it's so well told. all comes together very, very well, I think. And it, it, it's you're just kind of leaving him out. It all happens, and Luke's just kind of this bystander. And, oh, well. When he matter. says, I want, uh, yeah, you're right, Owen. He should grow up as a boy, just a boy. And you, um, and, uh, you know, you can protect him. He doesn't need me. 
to protect him. You guys can protect him. Right. Now, he seems pretty con- – I guess he's confident. I don't know why he's so confident in that because Vader is still out there. He doesn't know that the Empire shut him down. So why is he so confident that he's not going to find Luke? Because he doesn't know about him? Um, I think that shows growth in the character that he – he does not need, he can let this kid just be a kid and um, fate will take care of itself. Um, and uh, I think the fact that he, that Owen and Brew do, will do anything to protect Luke. Um, and he see, and he's seen that, that that shows him that, um, that he is in good hands. If he has to do something else, or if he's going to go someplace else, then he can rest assured that they're being looked after the best way possible. And he doesn't say, don't ever contact me or anything. No. He doesn't say, like, I'm not here to help no. either or that's anything. So so there's, yeah. you know, there's there's other possibilities. That's that's what I was going to say. Remember now, yeah. that's the, I get the feeling that, you know, when, when, we, when Luke first refers to Ben in A New Hope, he says, old Ben, the old hermit who lives out across the, the Dune Sea or whatever he says. So you get the feeling that, Luke has met him a few times, not just, yeah. it's not just a stranger. He's an old guy. So I get the feeling that Obi-Wan's going to stop by from time to time over the next 10 years, right? Or however many years and, and, you know, give him a gift or say hi. And as he's passing by, he's going to say hi, that kind of thing. So, so it is somebody, but not somebody he knows really well. And certainly not yeah. somebody he knows the importance of in his life. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's true. He knows him in, in, in a new hope. Uh, Luke says, you mean old Ben? Do they mean <laughs> old Ben? Like, so he, he knows he exists. That was always a good line in uh, A New Hope because you you always wondered, how does he know him? Like, how, what, what's his, what's the story? Like, what do people say about him? Or how, how does he, has he, how has he heard of him? And this really does a nice job of showing, even if this is the only time that he's aware of him, that would, that would likely be enough and he'd hear other stories about him probably from other, mm. other people, but um yeah it's it's um it's an it's i'm still sort of thinking about what this means at the end in terms of him going away what it might might mean is season two (laughs) that's what i'm thinking and and especially that's that's compounded by the fact that the final shot here the final sequence uh he finally he finally sees qui-gon uh, which is like, what? I was At first I was like, well, okay, they didn't give it to us. I'm like, fine, they're just going to save it. They're going to do it another time. No Qui-Gon. I was pretty resigned to the fact by the time we got to the end of this episode that we weren't going to get Qui-Gon. Actually, thought for a minute there, I thought we were going to get them at the same time. Like, he was going to appear to both of them, to both Anakin and Obi-Wan. As they were fighting or in the middle of the fight, he was going to appear to them and talk to both of them. But no, you can't see him until you were at peace a balance with the force, I guess, is what they're trying to say, right? He, it's not until after he has his little kind of moment with Luke and starts, he's starting to have like good, happy thoughts um, that will be that uh, Qui Gon will appear to him. Well, he said, "I've been around all the time." Yeah, you just, just you see. weren't ready. What took you so long is basically yeah. maybe those are his exact words. I don't remember, but it's funny. Like I, I didn't expect him to be funny. I did it. Oh, I did. He was always funny. Yeah. Liam Neeson, he was, he was always, Qui-Gon always had a sense of humor. It was funny, and his beard has grown a little. He's aged as a Force ghost. <laughs> I mean, he's aged as a person, right? And they didn't, but they didn't go overboard to try and make him look younger or anything like that. It's fine. He doesn't have to look like oh. he did 20 years ago. So. I dug it. I dug that a lot. I thought that was uh, uh, making us wait. And you, de- you don't start a series with him going, Qui-Gon, oh, he won't answer me, and then not have it at the end. My concern, I knew we were going to get something, but my concern was not just a voice, not just, not just Liam Neeson went to the recording studio and right. a couple lines so J.J. Abrams could drop <laughs> it into a montage or whatever. Like, that's not what I wanted. And, and hey, who cares what I want? But it's less satisfying um, from an audience point of view to not see the, and I, th- I actually think that there'd be more goodwill for the last Star Wars movie if you saw the Jedi yes. who were speaking, then if like we're guessing at whose voice is that? You know, I had flashbacks to that scene during the whole like him pushing his way out of the rocks because he was hearing. I realized now it was like him hearing all the negative thing and all the negative uh, emotions of the dark side of the Force, all the things that Vader said to the, him. But then he feels like a Leia and feels a love for Leia and pushes the rocks out. So I realized that wasn't. But I did feel with all the voices they were kind of harkening back to that Rise of Skywalker scene a bit. Um, so no, I do think that we could get possibly. Possibly a second season, the adventures of Obi Wan and Qui Gon, and it's like his wisecracking 
Force Ghost friend every episode. <laughs> Go on some adventures together. And it's like Kung Fu. And he travels across Tatooine. He's going to meet up with, um, what's his name? Um, Corn on the Cob. He's going to meet up with our friend um, Amy Sedaris. Uh, and <laughs> oh, he's I, if oh, and I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna, we probably will get a season two because uh, if the, what they're saying about viewership is true, what are they it, saying? They'll, they'll want it. Well, it's the the premiere was the most watched show in pure premiere in Disney Plus history. Okay. Um, and I don't know how that. I, maybe they'll say have something to say about it again now that it's uh, we've reached the end. I thought for sure in the credits we're gonna go like coming soon, but no, they they let it sit. And um, I, I think if they just let it sit and they never do anything with this again, um, that we have a great little story that was told right in the middle and it's, and oh, it's great and we can all like be happy about it. Um, but they definitely left it open and just seeing how great Ewan McGregor was in this episode. He's so good in this episode. And, and you got Liam Neeson now. And to not have him on Dagobah with the ghost of Liam Neeson would be a tragedy. Would be a tragedy. They gotta go to Dagobah. See, I like, feel like it's gonna be if they do season two, it would be them just wandering the desert and and doing things on Tatooine because he's not leaving think, the planet. No, you think he's I don't so think when you when so let me look at so this final shot you see him want off in the distance, right? And he says, "Come on, we have a long way to go." And and Qui Gon says that, and they're gone. Um, He's going to fly away. He's going to leave the planet and go somewhere else, you think. He's not going to stay on Tatooine. Well, he has more force training to do. That He's got a long way to go, a figurative uh, long way to go, and a literal long way to go. Mm. And I think um, we've, you know, Jedi training, um, uh, Qui-Gon lear has learned how to commune with the living from, from the other side. Mm -hmm. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's going to teach Obi-Wan Kenobi how that works. I doubt I, I doubt we're ever gonna see that. I think if we do a second series, that will be that part will be done. And Obi -Wan, oh, I see. Okay. Obi Wan will have something else to do. I don't think we'll ever see Obi Wan with Leia again. I think that story, that part of the story, is done. Though I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him back on Alderaan for some reason with her in the distance. That kind of a scenario, maybe. Um, but. You know the Darth Maul storyline is still out there that we saw. In we know Rebels. he ends up. He, we know he ends yeah. up back on Tatooine at some point because of that, yeah. right? Um, the, by the way, the line is we have a ways to go is what Qui Gon says to him yeah. at the very end. I just saw it. Um, but yeah, so y y there's a lot of ways that could go here. I yeah, I'm I'm agree. I, I would be happy if they just stopped it here. I really don't need to see anything else. I'm okay. This is great. I love this. This is a great like. It's better than a movie in a lot of ways because we have it, it, it spaced out and we get to kind of experience it for longer. So I really like that part of it but at the same time we could go through and watch all six episodes of this in a row and it would feel like a really long movie right it would still be really really cool um i would love to see these again at some point i will do this maybe i'll organize it myself uh a screening in a theater of these things that, that are on disney plus somehow we can do this i'm sure well they're showing the last episode tonight at right uh, right uh, i'm not going forever no no I, I to me it's not um i can watch it a hundred times on disney plus and yeah. probably the q a that they're gonna have it's going to be, be online in three days or something. Yeah. Or maybe I got better. Uh, Umbrella Academy season three just dropped today. I got better things to do. <laughs> I've uh, already moved on. I've sort of, uh, I've worn out on Umbrella Academy. Oh, really? Oh, come on. I've worn out on it. And say, and and, and Stranger Things, I'm going to give that a shot next. Um, but even that, I just don't, when, hey, when there's Star Wars around, some of that other stuff, you just start to go, well, look, there's the thing, there's the thing up here. And then there's the derivative stuff that's somewhere a bit lower. <laughs> and, and sure, I, I, you know, I got some laughs out of Umbrella Academy, but I'm not in any rush. Okay. I'll probably um, see it, but I'm not in. I'm not and in honestly, we don't have to. We don't have long to wait because Andor is coming out August 31st. Yeah. Just a few months yeah. until Andor, so we'll be right back here doing uh, covering that as well. And I'm excited. That's that's gonna like. It also takes place around the same time period as oh, well. Wow. So they're gonna build out this this part of the Star Wars mythology even more. Um, I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, I think with Kenobi and Vader. Um, we got something that was closest to a movie than anything. Mandalorian has had its episodes for sure. 
But this really was like classic Star Wars, like the characters, the storyline, et cetera, et cetera. And then with Andor, I don't expect it to be, I expect it to be a great story with uh, may, maybe some famous characters will show up along the way, but we're definitely not going to be seeing, uh, I, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting Vader and Andor standing in the distance. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we're, done. I think we're done with that. We're done with that now. We yes. don't need to come back to it. Uh, we're done. Even again, even when we come back to Obi-Wan season two, Vader's not going to be part of it. We're done with Vader for, for a while, I would say. Like everyone, and, and by the way, we're going to see a big Vader push, I'm sure, in the merchandise uh, shelves and that kind of stuff. There's going to be all kinds of Darth Vader stuff. And I've seen the, the, the Darth Vader collection on Disney+. Plus. They're already grouping the movies together <laughs> in a way in which you can see just Darth. I mean, isn't it all Darth Vader's story? Isn't that the point of this whole thing? But, uh, uh, yes uh, and no. Yes and no. <laughs> the first six movies are anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I know. I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. I'm enjoying this. Uh, I, I've, I am loving it. I think um, I, I I do want them to do a second season. I'm all for it because, as I said, uh, Ewan McGregor is so good. As I was watching it today, I just thought, if he's around, oh, you got to do it. You 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 got to do something. If everybody's even, having fun. Why not, right? <laughs> <It's> right, like... <laughs> right. Strike while the iron is hot. Like, yeah. Uh, I I I think. Um, I think people are really digging this. And the folks and the haters who aren't, well, you don't have to watch anything, you know? Like, I'm proof I don't have to watch Umbrella Academy. And you probably you won't. Don't um, have, you don't have to watch Star Wars. <laughs> but fine, well, but I think a lot of people who are hating on it are hating on it for the clicks. I think that's a legitimate oh, yeah. business model now. And, and so they're really nitpicking and picking stupid things, stupid little details. I don't even know what people are hating on about this episode. I haven't even looked at this point, but I don't really care. You know, it's, it's, it, I had a great time watching it. It pops up in my YouTube feed. Uh, I was also going to mention um, what's bet what's as good as Star Wars or what's coming up. Better Call Saul in two weeks, right? The final six episodes, um, and that's probably as close as I'm going to get to my excitement about Star Wars from any other property until Cassian Andor shows up. Right. So yeah, that'll kind of bridge the gap. So great job, AMC, for timing that out. I'm sure it was intentional. They they had a looking to fill the holes in the summer there. I think it might have more to do with Bob Odenkirk's hospital visit. Probably, probably did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, I think I anyway. think I know where the hospital visit happened. <laughs> I did too. I did too. We talked about that, didn't we? With yeah. the running scene? That, that was crazy, yeah. the running scene. Absolutely, yes. Out of the Albuquerque heat. Yes. All right. Well, we will, of course, we'll discuss that as well when that comes back. Uh, but until then, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. That's no move. Now I am the